Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. What up? Welcome in. Mm-mm. How you doing? Good to see you. What are we going to talk about? Oh, football. Oh, football. Uh, Dan Byers here. Jason Stewart's here. The super talented Lorena, who like we're, we're teaching her to be a more avid sports fan. Um, and we're all recovering from yesterday's football, right? Like I could go into any of the other stories in the world of sports, but they pale in comparison to Championship Sunday, where the Chiefs are going to their fourth Super Bowl in five years. And they're going to match up with the Niners, who, of course, they came from behind to beat going back uh, four years ago in the Super Bowl. Right? So all of this is really interesting stuff. You know, I want to start with Lamar Jackson because I understand that the statement I'm going to make isn't fair. Okay? But you know what else isn't fair? Life. Sports in general, scoreboards. Right, I, I, I fully understand as a person of sports. That's actually, I think, how we should start introducing ourselves. Hi, I'm Doug Gottlieb. I'm a person of sports. What does that mean? Well, I played them all growing up. Played two of them in high school. I played one of them in college. One of them professionally. I follow all of them. I just love sports. Like sports to me is so much. Cleaner, simpler, there's less outside, there's a, just, there's a scoreboard, there's a winner, there's a loser, there's adjustments. I like, it's a very easy way for me to process life in sports as opposed to life in general, right? 
but as a person of sports, I can tell you sports and scoreboards aren't fair. They're not always indicative of who the better team is, who the better player is. But it is the end to any discussion. Because you can say this one against us, that one against us, this ref, that fan, the, the, the cleats, the whatever. But once we have more than just one game and we have a bigger sample size, that's who you become. And think about how we look back at athletes. Charles Barkley never won an NBA title. So Charles Barkley is a great player, and as a broadcaster, he's in any conversation of the greatest broadcasters of all time. I mean, you, you watch TNT when Charles isn't on. And they'll have Shaq on there. They'll have some of the same pieces, and you're like, eh. You got Barkley on there, you're like, I cannot stop watching inside the NBA. He's that good. He's amazing. Just his presence, his humor, you know, his insight at times. But Barkley is forever known as the guy who couldn't win the championship. Pat Ewing couldn't beat Jordan, couldn't win a championship. They had one chance when Jordan was out, couldn't do it. Right? Michael Jordan is not just Michael Jordan because of Jumpman. He really is Michael Jordan because he was in the NBA Finals six times. He won six NBA titles. Football's the same. Dan Marino is known as the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Only been to one. And the reason that Tom Brady is considered the greatest of all time, Tom Brady was not the greatest quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers, way more talent and a Super Bowl and more MVPs. Um, I would say that Peyton Manning probably had a higher football IQ and did more with less in terms of his own internal talent. And didn't always play for the level of coaches. I think Tony Dungy was a level of coach of a, but didn't always play for Tony Dungy. Um, we judge people by at the end of the day if they win and if they lose. That's not fair. That's not always equitable. It's not usually a fair fight, but it is what it is. Lamar Jackson's team lost. Lamar Jackson didn't play particularly well. Lamar Jackson did make some plays which could have made made it closer, made it a big game, but his rookie wide receiver got called for taunting in the, was that, the first half, which I, I don't really, I don't like taunting, but it's the AFC Championship game, and it wasn't, like, unless it's egregious, if you're a real official, you grab him and go like, hey, dude, it's the AFC Championship game. If you want a point first down, fine. Get back in the huddle, otherwise I got to throw a penalty. Instead, you throw a penalty, you, you ready, shoot, aim with the penalty. You don't need that. But regardless, he gets a, he kind of melts down on that penalty, and then he fumbles at the one-inch line. Those two plays, but especially the fumble, those aren't the fault of Lamar Jackson. Right? Not the fault of it. But the Ravens had the best defense remaining in the playoffs. He's still on his rookie deal, albeit his fifth year. So this is the best roster he's going to have around him. They had the Chiefs in, like, the Chiefs offense scored zero points in the second half. So it wasn't like they had a lead, they had to keep scoring because here comes Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. Maybe the greatest to ever play the position. They had three three and outs of six possessions in the second half and scored zero points. 
You get the ball six times, you, you can only score three points, you're the Baltimore Ravens, and you're the quarterback of the team, and you're the two-time MVP. Sorry, dude, that's on you. Doesn't have to be fair. OBJ disappeared. Zay Flowers with a couple bonehead moves. You know, might have been pass interference with that interception, likely, albeit he threw the ball in the wrong spot. That ball's supposed to be up right at the goalpost and likely can go make a play or no one else can catch it. He didn't throw it where it's supposed to be. If you think that it's fair, I will give you a name. Buyer, again, and and I, I know that you have a ton of knowledge, so the second I say it, you could probably wax poetic on it. But just real quick, if I say Alex Smith, what is he perceived of? How is he perceived as a playoff quarterback? Uh, not well. And as a game manager. Right. Game manager, not, not great. Okay. But, and this is where I, I, again, I haven't prepped you on it, so I don't expect you to know. And I did prep on it. Where I'm watching, and I'm actually watching the second game and listening to the second game last night. And I was thinking to myself, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to be judged now as a guy who can't win the playoffs. Right? Now, he's won two playoff games in the four playoff years that he's been there. Should be pointed out, he's always had the best defense on the field. Okay, but he's only won two playoff games and can't win the big one. That's his, can't win the big one. And people would say the same about Alex Smith. And Alex Smith hasn't been an league MVP the way that Lamar Jackson has. But in 2012, right, January 2012, his last start in the playoffs for the San Francisco 49ers was against the New York Giants. Now, all history remembers is that Alex Smith's team lost, the Giants won, the Giants then went and upset the New England Patriots and won the Super Bowl. Right, and Alex Smith once again came up short. So the next year, when Alex Smith was playing great, got a concussion, gets replaced by Colin Kaepernick, when he's back and he's healthy, people are like, why would you go back to Alex Smith? He can't win in the playoffs anyway. Right? Dan Byer, is that a fair? Is that yes. a fair? Okay. Yep. But the last playoff game he started with the San Francisco 49ers, he played great. And they win the game. If not for his kick returner, Kyle Williams, having not one, but two fumbles. Let me repeat. He played great. He outplayed Eli Manning, who's going to the Hall of Fame. Outplayed him in the NFC Championship game. This freaking kick returner fumbled the ball twice. Byer, is that an accurate depiction of the game? Yes, especially the second one. Right. Does anybody ever mention that with Alex Smith? You know, I I know he wasn't good in the playoffs. Man, that was, had they beaten the, like, think about it. You beat the Giants. You go to the Super Bowl. You might beat the Patriots that year. You beat the Patriots that year. And yeah, he's the game manager to win a Super Bowl. But that he is, he was the number one overall pick. He, they went from terrible to once they got a hardball winning. Like, again, it all changes if they win that game. Or at least he goes to Super Bowls where he go like, hey, I went to a Super Bowl. It's not fair. Okay? But that's the way we judge quarterbacks. So I won't have any of this discussion about, well, you treat them differently because... No, we don't. Okay? Every one of these guys has an incredible amount of pressure, and if you win or if you lose, it's, it's part of your record. 
It just is. Right? It, it really, really is. I mean, hell, Peyton Manning was widely considered the greatest quarterback of all time when he retired. Remember, Brady went on, won a couple Super Bowls afterwards and kind of cemented that legacy. But when Peyton retired, everybody's like, Peyton's the best quarterback I've ever seen. And there's a lot of different reasons that he didn't play as well in the playoffs. He's basically like a 500 playoff quarterback. But nobody cares. All we judge by is by results. And when you make a ton of money, which Lamar will next year, the criticism will be even worse. When you don't win in the playoffs and you're in the regular season MVP, the criticism is bad. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, mixed race. It doesn't matter if you're a throwing quarterback or running quarterback. I didn't say it's fair, but the statement is pretty clear. As of now, until proven otherwise, I don't care if it's Todd Munkin's offense, okay, or if they run single wing. He hasn't shown the ability in the playoffs to be good enough from the pocket to win you big playoff games. And I'm not sure he's going to get a better opportunity than at home against a fairly average Kansas City Chiefs roster with more rest, more momentum, and an offensive play caller that he kind of handpicked, and they don't have a huge book on what they were going to do in certain situations. And they still scored three points in the second half with six possessions. I could lie to you and tell you that Lamar is awesome. He's one of the greatest ever, but he's not. He can't be in that conversation because he doesn't win that game, and he hasn't shown the ability to win that game. Fair or unfair? This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snug Alley Show, Fox Sports Radio. Josh Lucas will join us upcoming in about seven or eight minutes. Former director of player personnel with Chicago Bears. Get an update from Dan Beyer, but wait, Dan Quinn leaves the Cowboys, goes to the Commanders. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Why? Well, because they're the Cowboys. Be a cowboy. Be my cowboy. 
different things with the Cowboys going on. Two different things going on with the Cowboys that we got to talk about. Um, first, Dan Quinn leaves. So what happens to their defensive coordinator position, right? That's a fascinating deal as Adam Peters has hired Dan Quinn as their, their head coach. So who immediately takes over? I mean, wouldn't that be a great spot for Mike Brabel? Wouldn't it? Um, and now you could also sit there and go, hey, if you hire Vrabel, is he looking over the shoulder of the head coach to ultimately be the head coach? But again, that's where Jerry has said, I want to go all in. I don't care. Like, I think that's what he means. I think that's what he means. And also the ability to hire your own defense coordinator. This is one of the things that, you know, people ask why guys take, why guys turn down jobs. And of course the Cowboys job in terms of um, who would actually take it over the years. And some of it comes down to a decision like this. Am I going to be allowed to pick my own defense coordinator? You know, am I going to be allowed to pick my own defense coordinator? I think Vrabel's the perfect hire there. I mean, I don't think they can get Belichick to be a defense coordinator. That would be amazing if you did. Right? How crazy would that be? But Vrabel, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. I want to play for you something that Micah Parsons said on his podcast. So everybody has will draw their own opinion of this. And we'll go around the room here a little bit. And I'll ask what you guys think Micah Parsons is saying. But this is Micah Parsons on his own podcast talking about how he thought he played against the Packers. At the end of the day, we were just outperformed, out-schemed. They had an answer for everything. People saying, well, why ain't you go to linebacker? Because they said you could stop the run. Well, guess what? The packages are in for me to go to linebacker. There's multiple packages, multiple variations. But I can only play what it's called. Whatever they're calling, whoever personnel they're putting on, I'm not putting out personnel. I'm not putting out the calls. There, nothing's coming from me. I do see a Super Bowl in my future. I want to be a Super Bowl champion. I challenge anyone to actually go look at the game film and say, did Micah play his heart out? To go out like that at home was completely embarrassing and unacceptable. It took me a while to even be able to show my face in the public. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you what I heard. In a second, but I want to give these guys a chance. Okay, Bayer, let me start with you. What did you hear from Micah Parsons? I heard Micah Parsons trying to defend himself towards the people that were saying the stuff on social media or reaching out to him. Like, I think that it wasn't throwing the team under the bus. He was just trying to explain why maybe he wasn't in certain positions. He, he did. It. There was a little bit of... Hey, we got the scheme. We have the packages in for me to be a linebacker. I just wasn't there. There was a little bit of a Dan Quinn, what are you calling? But okay. Um, Chase, do what'd you hear? Um, kind of like Dan said, I think he's defending uh, himself against probably social media haters. And he just doesn't do a great job of not throwing the coaches under the bus. In other words, maybe if there was somebody there who could follow up with a question, maybe they could have gotten a little more clarity. But yeah, it was it wasn't well said. It was misspoken, I think, but I don't think his intentions were bad. Profet, what about you? So, 
it it does it does feel like the first inclination on there is that he is talking about the schemes and I'm sure maybe there is a question of Micah if he's if like why isn't I'm be, why are why am I not being used in those schemes but yeah ultimately it is a lot of I, I agree with Dan it is a lot of defending himself in that regard I think these guys you know these these podcasts they have for themselves they get a lot of questions and I don't think they're thinking really in terms of what it means for the rest of the defense for the Cowboys are talking more on themselves there. So here's the thing. Social media and new media combined to give us these abject disasters, right? Abject disasters because the way I hear it is the way that you guys hear it is that he's really backpedaling, being defensive Hey, you know, we can look at that film and say, I didn't play my ass. I'm like, I don't remember anybody saying otherwise. And by the way, you're commenting on people's comments on social media. They don't matter. Like somebody said, pull Mike aside. These people don't matter. They don't matter. The only thing that matters is re- really how your coaching staff saw you perform and your front office because they're going to compensate you at the level of your performance. That's how it works. And and how the rest of the league sees you as well, because that's going to create the market for you. And everybody thinks he's one of the five best defensive players in the league, maybe one of the five best players in the league. So uh, you're really wasting a ton of energy. But this is an abject disaster because I could listen to that and go like, if I didn't know he didn't that he really liked Dan Quinn, if I didn't know that he was really happy being a Dallas Cowboy, I would say that man, he really threw Dan Quinn under the bus. Well, we have the the packages in, but I I wasn't playing that position, so apparently somebody didn't think I was valuable. Like, come on, dude, what are we doing? And even though PR teams can be annoying to people on our side and overprotective. Like, he's exposing himself to sound very immature. You're going back at haters on Twitter? Why? What's the win there? Um, I, I think that it, it, this is why you need, some, you need somebody who knows what they're doing to be on a pod with you. Somebody to hear that and go, uh, can I, and he's... Micah's had several different instances that we played more on the podcast only version. By the way, download the podcast. When we get done with this show, we go right to a, an hour podcast. And then this show you can download on podcast anytime you want. Type in Doug Gottlieb, subscribe, download, rate, review. But I just, I look at this and I'm like this, there's no reason to create any sort of strife between uh, Micah Parsons and the coaching staff. And yet it was created because he wants to defend himself against social media on his own podcast. Oh, I don't get it. Josh Lucas joins us. He's director of, of player personnel or former director of player personnel with the Chicago bears. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show. Um, I'm going to play for you. This is, this is Micah Parsons on his podcast responding to some questions on Twitter. At the end of the day, we were just outperformed, out-schemed. They had an answer for everything. People saying, well, why ain't you go to linebacker? Because they said you could stop the run. Well, guess what? The packages are in for me to go to linebacker. There's multiple packages, multiple variations. 
but I can only play what it's called. Whatever they're calling, whoever personnel they're putting on, I'm not putting out personnel. I'm not putting out the calls. There, nothing's coming from me. I do see a Super Bowl in my future. I want to be a Super Bowl champion. I challenge anyone to actually go look at the game film and say, did Micah play his heart out? To go out like that at home was completely embarrassing and unacceptable. It took me a while to even be able to show my face in the public. Uh, what do you think of what he said? More about the the schemes being in, but he wasn't being used that way. Yeah, I think Micah needs some lessons in, you know, some PR. Um, you know, no reason to to air out in house stuff like that. You know, and and just knowing the player coming out, unreal talent. There was no no one questioned the player's ability to to be an impact player in the NFL, but there was a lot of other questions uh, surrounding Micah and his character and his makeup. And um, I just think if he's got issues the way he's being used or plays are being called, um, you know, it's got to stay in house. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it just causes distraction and it's, it's, it's complete opposite of team building and team chemistry. There's no reason to have a, a, individual podcast each week you know trying to defend your play everyone knows he's a great player um you know so i would have a a major problem with that if i was inside that building yeah i i don't understand why i don't understand why he needs a podcast period like what 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 is what is somebody's gonna have to explain to me what the upside of a podcast for a superstar nfl player is Dallas Cowboys, you know, since I've been around the league, you know, for for 20 years, have have drafted a lot of players that um, had high end ability. No one questioned it whether they'd be able to impact the game uh, in a favorable way, um, but had some off the field character issues, makeup issues, you know, whatever it was, and they've done a hell of a job with uh, bringing those guys in and. Um, you know, managing them and getting them to buy into to what their culture is and without a ton of distraction. Um, and I'm very surprised they haven't reined this in, um, you know, after it's been going on for a year. You know, it's just it's too much to have to worry about what one person's going to say about your team um, that's in your own locker room, you know, after every win and every every loss. You know, the, the microscope's already on that team enough. Uh, he doesn't have to add to it, and I'm I'm very surprised from from whoever, you know, top the owner down that that they don't cut that off. Um, Dan Quinn to the Commanders, who replaces him in Dallas? Oh, as the DC, that's you know, that's you know something. I'll just be honest with you. I don't I don't I don't know enough about who's on their current staff and 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 who's floating around. Is, would would Vrabel um, work? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you're talking about one of the top, um, you know, overall coaches in the NFL um, who's proven to be a good D.C. Um, I think Rabel works in 32 buildings. You know, there's not a – he's not a 
a unique, you know, niche type coach that needs to be in a certain spot. They have so much talent on all three levels of that defense. Need to get a little bit better in the middle, especially with Vander Esch's issues. But um, does he want to do that? You know, I mean, I, I see Vrabel still as a more a coveted head coach. head coach that's just you know looking for the right spot. You know, if if they could if they could land Mike Vrabel as their DC. I mean, now you just addition, you know, you know, I think that would be a huge upgrade for them. And I shouldn't say a huge upgrade for them because Dan Quinn's a hell of a coach as well, but it would be an outstanding addition for them. Um, and, and you know, you're bringing identity, toughness, and, and uh, uh, a definite edge to your, to your defense. It's already got some premier players on it. What, um, what higher has people scratching their heads the most in the NFL? You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. I thought Carolina was a little premature. Um, you know, the coordinator in Tampa, you know, with just really one year calling plays. Um, I know he had success with Baker, um, but, you know, I didn't see him as a, 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 a head coach coordinator head coach candidate after just one year of having success calling plays. You know, I, I thought that was a little bit um, risky considering they have a, a, a franchise quarterback who, who who they want to be a franchise quarterback that's going into his second year. I thought they would go with somebody more established, um, but obviously they must have been extremely impressed with not only his work on the field, but he must have interviewed really well. And um, to me, that was the one that was the biggest surprise. Stug out, and then the and then the the availability of obviously two premier head coaches and and Belichick and Rabel. I think that's almost been just as big of a story. Yeah, no, that's it. Why do you think Belichick's done? Do I think he's done? No, I don't think he's going to go out the way. Um, you know, these last two to three years have transpired. Um, you know, he's obviously a coach that uh, will have the luxury to to sit and you know join the CBS or Fox crew for you know a year and. And kind of like Sean Payton, just kind of kind of monitor what's going around the league and uh, have a little more time to understand, you know, what he wants and and where he wants to be and uh, what you know, obviously, what he's going to have to give up uh, uh, as far as control of of 100% of the operation um, because that's probably uh, not going to happen. But you know, just based on how it went when he had full control of the operation. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's get back to Carolina. Canales gets the job. They don't have their first-round pick. The owner wanted them to draft Bryce Young. So, obviously, Canales has said, hey, you don't take that job unless you convince them. I can, I can fix him. Can you fix the Bryce Young thing? Yeah, that's going to require a tremendous amount of heavy lifting building around Bryce Young. The the negatives, the lack of size, arm strength, play strength, are always going to limit his ceiling, Doug. And he, to me, is it's almost impossible for me to see him becoming one of these transcendent quarterbacks that can lift average talent. 
but you're talking about because of his size and lack of play strength, you know, an unbelievable rebuild of the offensive line, especially the interior three, uh, with his inability to see to make sure that pocket has integrity consistently, um, and then a lot, a lot of talent around him. Um, you know, it's if I if I'm the new head coach of Carolina, that's a it, that's a tough job. You know, I lived that. 2017, you know, we, we, we drafted a quarterback the year before coach Nagy. Um, and obviously, you know, he, he, he didn't pick him and, and he inherited him. Um, and we entrusted him with making coach or making Mitch Trubisky, the, the franchise quarterback. Um, and after a few years, he, he couldn't do what Coach Nagy needed him to do or wanted him to do to run Coach Nagy's offense, and it got ugly. Um, and and I could easily foresee a very similar situation happening in Carolina because now the pressure's on you to make one guy work a system that you know might not be the system that you love or the system that you want to run as a as a head coach offensive coordinator you got to build it around a guy that has a very niche you know um uh talent you know in in the way he plays the game so very challenging situation to to walk into that job especially with the owner who's um you know that involved with with the previous year's pick no question Josh Lucas, former director of player personnel with the uh, Chicago Bears. Josh, you're the best, man. Appreciate you joining us. Let's talk next week when we're in Vegas. All right. Thanks, Doug. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended dollars. TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Uh, Jerry Jones had, uh, some of you heard this before, something cryptic to say about a potential future head coach. Get to that in 15 minutes. Plus, 
Ben Volan's going to join us. Um, can I, I'm going to do something real quick here. I want to I'll read you a spot that we have we read, but I, I I will tell you like this is a really cool thing, okay? And I'm <sighs> Jason. Well, what do we have this discussion about? Um, was it about Greg Olson? What was it about? We were talking about. Knowing your own, it's really important to know your own field, to know to your own business, to know how your own business works. We were just talking about the uh, the players complaining about the sixty five game minimum. That's that's what it was. We were having a and and my the the problem I have with it. Hey, do you guys have the Jamal Crawford cut from last night on Inside the NBA? If you have that, Lorena, could you bring that up real quick? Um, my my problem that I have with it is I. I think it's really important and I'm sure my I, people who have become friends because they've listened to the show or people that are my friends listen to the show. I, I'm just, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not really friends with people who I don't think are good at their job. That's actually a huge issue of mine. I don't know if do you guys have that at all. Where like, if I think somebody's not good at their job, I just, I don't know my personal self-respect for them. Just, I can't, I struggle to be friends with you. So if, like we're friends. It's cause I kind of think you're pretty awesome at whatever you're doing. <laughs> no, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. We've had this discussion on the air before, and, and I told you guys that my feelings have changed about this particular topic over the years. Like, I used to feel the same way, and now I've learned that I don't necessarily blame someone for being bad at their job, unless they're mailing it in or being lazy. I blame the person that put them in that position. I I blame the employer more than I blame the employee in that situation. Okay, but like, what's your girlfriend's name? I'm sorry. Christina. Okay, so the lovely Christina, who nursed you back to health after your surgery. She's a pretty amazing person. Okay. Um, Is she good at her job? She's very good at her job by all accounts, yep. Okay. Could you be in a long-term relationship if she was bad at her job? Oh, Again, that that speaks to no, no, no. I'm asking you for, if it's forget, a bad I, fit. I, then now, not a bad fit. She's just not good at it. You, we all know people who are like, "Hey, there's a lot of things in the world you could do. Whatever you, this this is not your chosen field." Like, have you ever been on somebody's radio show and you're like, "God, they're not good." And they're like, "Hey, we should hang out and have a beer afterwards." Like, yeah, no, I can't do that. You're terrible. I just can't have this conversation. I think I think Bayer agrees with you on this one, right? Yeah, I was I was in the minority the last time we had this conversation. It's why Bayer doesn't. Bayer and I don't want to hang out. He thinks I stink. That's really what it comes to, kind of comes down to, right? Which I respect. At least it's, he's honest about it. Anyway, my bigger point is that you got at least like one of the big things is if you're in an industry, you got to know your industry. What what is making your industry successful? What are the biggest challenges of it? why it is how it is, right? And I, I say this, and I mean this in, tr- in, in truth. I understand that the way our business is evolving is it's becoming more and more digital. It's becoming more and more podcast. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, you can download this show in podcast form. Type in Doug Gottlieb. So if you like it, or if you don't have time to listen to it all the time, just download it on your phone, subscribe to it. It pops up every day. Three hours, not the two hours of radio, one hour live uh, live podcast, then two hours afterwards. But you got to know your business. And I think the alarming part of the... Um, 
what did I call it earlier today uh, when we were talking earlier? The um, not a wind tunnel, the echo uh, chamber, echo yeah. chamber, right? TNT and ESPN. Okay, because they have so many former players on and NBA players. I mean, like the NBA has the most drama, like they're so sensitive to things said on TV. And it, it's one of the reasons that Stephen A has, has been able to rise. I mean, uh, even though he has his own people that he's close to, whatever is if you're not tied to, if you don't have to coach a team, if they're not your best friends or not players, like you can just say what you think. Like that's why Barkley's the best because Barkley was a former great player, but he doesn't need anybody's love or attention. He doesn't work for a team, doesn't own a team, doesn't work with players. He's not an agent. He doesn't work guys out in the off season. Like when he's done broadcasting, he goes and plays golf or he goes and gambles or he goes and hangs out. He doesn't like, he doesn't even have to mess around. So most of what you hear on sports television covering the NBA is former NBA players or former NBA coaches who want to get back in. And there are the exceptional guys, but they're kind of sycophants to players. It becomes an echo chamber. You say, oh, yeah. Case in point, here's Jamal Crawford last night regarding Joel Embiid and Tyrese Halliburton being, quote unquote, forced to play up to 65 games if they want to make first team all NBA or if they want to be the NBA's MVP. We all want these guys to play like that's what they do. That's what we do as athletes. But if we're risking further injury or compensation or anything for that, I, I understand what the NBA was doing as far as, okay, let's get these guys playing, but not if, – if Joel Embiid is hurt, it doesn't matter if they're sixth or second, third, fourth, and fifth option are unbelievable. It won't matter. And for the league, that's not good because these guys are so important. So I'm just hoping it's not serious. And we'll have to look at that because even if they play whatever number it is – People still have to vote for them if they made it or not. They don't have. They shouldn't have to risk themselves and their their livelihood to say I need to meet a quota to be eligible for this stuff. Okay, so here's the thing: Why did the rule get put into place? For, it got put into place because too many guys are sitting too many games, and like the paying fan plus. I mean, let's just be honest. The TV company's like, we can't broadcast this crap. We don't know who's on. Like the NBA is all about the players and them and the personalities and these star players, and they're not playing you know, a third of the games. And, oh, yeah, by the way, this is where you got to know your industry. The Players Association voted for this. This Nothing happens where the, it's not like the owner's like 65 games and the player's like, no, we don't want that. This, like, that's not how it works. And, oh, yeah, here's where you got to know your industry. You got to know your industry because... You are a volume, everything, the NBA is about volume. You make all your money because of the volume of games, right? The NFL, there's a little bit of a volume play, adding another game, adding more playoff games, but they're still able to generate gigantic numbers playing once a week. It's not as much volume. College sports, basketball especially, is a volume play on television. That's where the value is that you're not going to get a huge audience most nights, but you're never going to get no audience. You'll always have an audience and we can give you college games, two hours, NBA games. Was it two and a half or is it three hours? Whatever. That's the window. And we're going to give you a live audience during that time. But anyway, I want to read you this real quick before we get to the midway. We do have time, Jace, too. Um, I love that as our industry evolves, 
these like the reads still matter and the personal connections still matter. And the case in point is my buddy Rob is going to taking his son on an official visit to East Lansing, Michigan. They're staying at the graduate, a, a proud sponsor of the show. And I have friends that have just ordered Good Ranchers and they're like, dude, it's really good. I agree. Take the mystery out of the meat aisle with GoodRanchers.com. Enjoy 100% American steakhouse quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Support local farms and enjoy 20% off uh, free shipping with the code America. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. Let's get to Midway. Stuck in the middle. It's time for the Midway. What's up? What's the Midway today, Jay Stu? Uh, Dan Byer submitted this one this morning, and I don't want to. Um, I want to let him set it up because I don't want to misquote him or misrepresent him. Dan? It got me to think with Andy Reid again going to another Super Bowl with the Chiefs that at a decade ago, a little more than a decade ago, we thought of Andy Reid as the greatest coach in Philadelphia Eagles history. And now I think we only think of Andy Reid or will think of Andy Reid as Chiefs head coach first and then Eagles coach second. But this isn't the only example in sports. So the midway that I thought were, what were other examples that you thought that one person would have a legacy at one place only to then maybe be overshadowed for the greatness that they did at their next stop or at a different place. I love it. Um, the thing that comes to mind and is close to my heart is Mike Piazza. Like when he left the Dodgers, he was the greatest Dodger catcher ever. We thought, I and mean, we thought he was going to be a Dodger for life. And then he spends like a week with the Marlins and then goes to the Mets. And now I think if you ask most baseball fans, especially on the East Coast, uh, Mike Piazza is a New York Met. So that's my my personal example. Hmm. Um, wow, that's a really good one. A really, really good one. That was great one place and then went somewhere else in and out. Roy Williams at uh, North Carolina. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's the one. I wrote that down as well. Okay. Right, North Carolina. Nick Saban at Alabama. He was well, great we, at can LSU. We, can we expound on Roy Williams for a second? Go ahead. Because, again, this... Think of him talking to Bonnie Bernstein right after the 03 National Championship game. And we knew he was probably going to leave. But then you think of his legacy. Then you think of like what Kansas was feeling at that time. Right? Like of everything that ended up going down. And then, not only does Roy Williams end up winning national championships and then kind of become the coach at North Carolina what Bill Self does at Kansas. So you think of like just of even that change. And so now Roy Williams has even carved out his own place in North Carolina history. And here Kansas, I don't know if they were worried at the time, but there was, you know, and, and Roy Williams would what show up at Kansas games, like even at, you know, the next season or whatever it was and still kind of root them on. But then they moved on with Bill Self. I think that that's, you know, I just I think that's such a unique dynamic in what happened um, at that point in college basketball, and then now how we look back at it and how it's all changed. Um, that's a great one. Uh, okay, Nick Saban. People mm-hmm. forget, like Nick Saban at LSU, they won a national championship. 
You know, I mean, they, were, they dominated college football, and then he left and went to the Dolphins. People like totally forget Nick Saban was awesome at LSU. I'll even say Mark McGuire as an Oakland A, but then St. Louis Cardinal, yeah. obviously for yeah for the chase. But for Bass Brothers, and at the time of thinking of who he was and what he was, especially early on in Oakland and the World Series that they went to. To, not that it's an afterthought, but it's definitely not the first thought when you think of, of Mark McGuire. Ooh. Okay. Um, hmm. There's also there's, there's players that, that went on to greatness elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always I'm, said the Peyton Manning Broncos one is yeah. amazing on yeah. how much juice they've gotten from that. And I was yeah, and he's like he's like he's more in Denver. He's never in Indy. He's in Denver. He's it's a weird one. And there's this a show on Netflix that he's an executive producer of. It's a collectible show. I was actually watching it last night, and he had a spot in it. And they were just mentioning on how his Broncos jersey is more valuable than his Colts jersey. From the from the Super Bowl because it was the last game that he played, but the the jersey that he wore with Indianapolis in Super Bowl 41 that they won was kind of laughed off with its value compared to not only Peyton's Broncos jersey but then the jersey that Eli wore with the with the Giants was the conversation but again you know he finally leads the Colts to a Super Bowl title and he's gotten more juice from taking the Broncos to a Super Bowl when he wasn't even good that year it's crazy it is crazy um I, I just thought of one while you were talking, and then I've... I've oh, Kurt Warner. Kurt sure. Warner, right? Greatest show on turf. MVP of the league with the uh, St. Louis Rams. Goes to the Giants. Obviously, that was a disaster. Goes to the Cardinals as a backup. Earns the starting spot. Takes them to a Super Bowl. Nearly wins the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner. Is, uh, has, has Michael Strahan become... A good enough broadcaster to overshadow his playing career. Like I think most mainstream people, maybe like casual sports fans, they recognize Strahan for his broadcasting. Or, or am I? Is that way off? I I think that you're on to something. I do. The only time I think of Michael Strahan now as a football player is on Sundays on Fox, but the other six days of the week when you see him on GMA or hosting. Pyramid. Now it's the transition. Yeah, that's a that's a real outside the box one. That's that not I, that's a really good one. I mean, it's um, not not as outside the box as OJ. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Is that I, your, this is really this is really I love this exercise. By the way, Barry Bonds was another. Um, sure, people forget he was an MVP with the with the yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates. Of course, he was also like 100 pounds lighter and wasn't on steroids, but that's besides the, besides the point. Yeah. I think all three of our baseball player examples were heavy into the roids. Uh, well, I mean, what about your your guy who um, has been awesome for the Texas Rangers? Corey Seager? Corey Seager. Like, will there get to a point to where we forget how awesome he was with the Dodgers? To bring the Eagles back into this, Reggie White. How do you look at Reggie White? Sure. You're sure you had the the season in Green Bay where they win the win the Super Bowl. Yeah, go back the next year. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this: What do you first think about when you think about Theo Epstein? Red Sox. I still think Red Sox. It's yeah. a great point you make because he did. He built the he first the, the coast the curse of the Bambino, then the curse of the Billy Goat. One guy. That's pretty amazing. 
But it's a good point you make. Fair point, dog. Fair you know, point. Like, like Pujols' tenure with the Angels was mm. like there's a generation of of people and kids that won't know him as a Cardinal, but he wasn't good enough to overshadow what he did with the Cardinals. So, like, I would not include Pujols in this conversation. How good was Manny with the, well, uh, Pedro with the Indians? Pedro with the Indians, Manny with the Indians? Pedro Martinez? Yeah. He was, uh, what, Expos, Red Sox, the Mets, right? Well, he wasn't Indian? Why do I think? I don't think so. I think you're thinking about Omar Vizquel. I definitely have not thought <laughs> about Omar <laughs> My bad. Again, hit on my sister when he was in the minor leagues. Yeah, I remember that. You told me that. If you told that story, it's a great one. She Not was, a great yeah. one. She was like she 13 was at the time. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, whatever. Pedro was a, a Dodger, then Expo, then Red Sox, then he was a Met. And then I didn't, I didn't know he pitched for the Phillies. Did you know he pitched for the Phillies? Yeah, the year they went to the World Series, right? 09 or yeah. 08? Yeah, 09. I didn't know that. Um, seems like baseball would have a lot of those. Nolan Ryan, sure, right. bunch of stops though. Yeah, I don't remember Houston Angels Rangers. So I know I'm, there might be other stops. So those are the ones you remember, and he was great with all of them. Yeah, I think Nolan we Ryan. I think we've done pretty well with this. Well, yeah, all right. And that's that's uh, the midway. The midway. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 